and Michigan trying to inbound it. They get it inbounds. Brooks across the midcourt line, and that will be it. Michigan is going to win it. They lead wire to wire and win it by 10. 79-69, Michigan over Illinois. Well, this one tests whether you have a glass half empty or glass half full mentality. You heard Brian call the final seconds there. Number two, Michigan over Illinois, 79 to 69. Michigan 16 and 0, 5 and 0 in conference. Illinois 4 and 12, winless in Big Ten play at 0 and 5. How you doing, everybody? I am Tim Dittman filling in for Scott Beatty. Michael Kaiser will be along shortly. Evan Kahn is our producer engineer, and he'll have our scoreboard updates tonight. The Fasteners Etc. postgame show is right around the corner, but first, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozette Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. Well, glass half full mentality. You didn't get run out of the gym by the number two team in the country. Glass half empty. Still a lot to be improved for this Illini team giving up a lot of points, easy points, easy buckets in transition, some sloppy ball handling, and as you heard Brian say there on the post game, just some mistakes that you shouldn't be making at this point in the season, free throw violations, uh, free throw lane violations, and things of that sort. I'm sure a lot of you are going to want to talk about the officiating tonight. That's fine. Couple of technicals on Illinois in this game. One on Brad Underwood, one on Io DeSumo. I'm sure you're gonna want to talk about that. And where Illinois goes from here. We'll talk about it coming up on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We open up the phone lines and the text lines on the other side of this timeout. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of Newstalk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your hosts, Tim Dittman and Michael Kaiser. Here is DeSumo to Della Rosa, hands it off to Io, fumbles it into the corner, saves it. Now to Trent, back to Io, right corner three, got it. Io DeSumo. Io, guarded closely by Xavier Simpson. Ten to shoot, nine. Let's go to work. Dosumu, right wing, eyes the rim with five. Going to have to shoot a three, and he got it. He banked it in. He banked it in with four, with three, down to one. Simpson launches it short, and that'll do it for the half. 8 p.m., apparently banker's hours for Io Dosumu, certainly... A bright spot for the Illini tonight and this season. Io finishes with a game-high 23 points. I believe I read he's averaging around 20 points per game in the last four contests. The freshman's certainly showing signs of greatness. 
But in the end, Illinois falls tonight to the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines, 79 to 69. Illinois at four and 12 on the season, winless in Big Ten play at 0 and five. This is the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. I'm Tim Dittman filling in for Scott Beatty. Michael Kaiser is wrapping up some duties uh, over at State Farm Center, and he will be with us shortly. Evan Kahn is our producer engineer, and he'll have some scoreboard updates for us as well. You know the ways to reach us. Give us a call, 356-9397. That is the PNC Bank fan line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357, and you can tweet us, hashtag PNC Bank Illini. PNC Bank is the official bank of the University of Illinois. Some texts already piling up. Brenton Belleville says Michigan is the gold standard for how to deliver outlet passes after missed baskets and launch into transition basketball. They do what I wish Illinois would do. Yep, Brent, I agree with you 100%. And in fact, you could even say that was the difference maker in today's game. In transition, Michigan just absolutely killed Illinois. Got two, so many easy buckets 19 fast break points, 42 points in the paint for the Wolverines tonight. That certainly stood out to me as I was watching from press row. Brian in Champagne, tongue-in-cheek, says, I think Brian's texted him this before. He's just got some new numbers. On the bright side, Illinois is now the best 4-12 team in the country and 16-0 in moral victories. Go Illini. Jenny in Indianapolis, thanks for uh, texting in from the Hoosier State. She says, what's going on in the second half of every game? Exhaustion, bad coaching. Could be a little column A, could be a little column B, but you're onto something there, Jenny. Illinois has not been a good second-half team this season. Illinois got outscored by five points in each half tonight. Uh, Michigan led wire to wire. They led after a half 39-34. to They outscored Illinois in the second half 40-35 to to make the final. 79 to 69. Terry and Champagne says, I'm a Michigan fan. We're getting all kinds of textures tonight. But that uh, was the turning point. You would say it was the turning point when Illinois couldn't get closer than four to five points. Yep, just kind of hovered in that range pretty much all game. Nick uh, from the 217 says, Illinois has to get better on offense. But my question, Georgie B has hit five of 37 three-pointers this year. When does he get the red light? He did pass up two in the second half, so maybe then. Uh, Nick, I agree with you. Uh, Georgie has said in interviews, I think it was either this week or the week prior, that, yep, the coaching staff does have confidence in him to shoot the three, but I'm with you, Nick. I'm kind of to the point where Georgie needs to concentrate on his strengths. I thought he had the baby hook going pretty well tonight going up against the uh, Michigan big men. He was definitely holding his own down there as a freshman who uh, had a couple of inches disadvantage height-wise, and I don't think he needs to be shooting threes. In fact, Nick, I had the same reaction you did when he had a couple open looks from uh, long range in the second half, and I audibly said on the uh, press row, don't shoot. I probably shouldn't have done that because I uh, need to stay impartial when I'm on press row, but regardless, uh, it happened. Georgie tonight, uh, just 0 for 1 from 3, that one that Nick mentioned uh, that he missed. Again, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. PNC Bank fan line is 3569397. We go to the phones. That's where we find our friend Ken in Oklahoma. Hey, Ken, thanks for staying up with us tonight. Okay. Well, I agree with you guys. I don't think Georgia B should ever shoot a three-point shot. He very seldom makes him. Uh, the other thing, I called I call in the other night for the Monday night program, and I, I didn't realize that you don't take calls, that the only thing you take, you've got to be there to 
uh, turn a note in, I guess, or something, because uh, when I called, they said uh, they don't take calls. Yeah, and Ken, that's a uh, show that's kind of under the umbrella of Learfield. It's not a local show that we run. It's the coaches show that goes out to the entire network, so we have less of a say uh, as to what goes on on that show. You mean I could have heard that if I had listened to it? I'm sorry? If I had turned on, I could have listened to it? Yes, uh, if you're referring to the coaches show on Monday nights, uh, we air that here on WDWS, WHMS, and it goes out to the Fighting Illini Sports Network statewide. Uh, but again, well, it's a show. Be a friend. Do you have to donate or something? Well, you know, Ken, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Uh, how about we get back to tonight's game? What did you think? Well, I I, I thought that uh, for one thing, I I still have a lot of faith in Brad. I think he's a great coach, and I I know a lot of people who are not going to say that, but uh, from what I see in him down here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, and you know what, uh, Stephen F. Austin, he he had a great team, I thought. So I I'm not worried about him. I think I think we will do well. I do think uh, we get a couple new recruits coming in. I understand, and I I hope that they do good, but. You know, I'll hang up and let you um, chew the the cut about it, okay? Okay, Ken, we always appreciate uh, hearing from you down in Oklahoma, 356-9397. Ken, by the way, listening on the stream at WDWS.com. One of Illinois' commits in the upcoming class, Anton January, uh, was in attendance tonight. He is here on his official visit. He tweeted yesterday that he was having a good time, so... Uh, for what you can read into a young man's uh, comments on Twitter. I guess that's good news, reading the tea leaves there. And obviously Kofi Cockburn uh, is the other. Cockburn uh, a little more highly rated than January, either a four- or a five-star, depending on what service, recruiting service you look at. And he is a program changer. Uh, He is uh, certainly what Illinois needs down low. Let's get our first check of the scoreboard. Evan Kahn joins us on a bit of a light night for college basketball. But, Evan, what do you have for us? Yeah, I was just kind of scanning through here the Division One games, and we've got some obscure teams playing on a Thursday night, but we'll just kind of keep it relatively close. A game going on right now, just about 30 seconds to go. Nebraska leads 66-61 to over Penn State, a nail-biter out there in Lincoln. Then the only other top 25 game tonight uh, gets underway here in a few minutes out in Washington, Gonzaga taking on Pacific. So, so not a whole lot, you know. You've got some some Big Twelve or some Pac twelve, not Big Twelve games in there. Colorado's destroying Washington State, ninety two to sixty one. Southern Illinois University Edwardsville is in overtime with Tennessee Tech right now. That's a barn burner, seventy to sixty seven. That one's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> you want to check out that game? Uh, another one. Washington uh, currently leads Utah by a few, thirty four to thirty, as they head into halftime. So, yeah, Thursday night, not really a college basketball night, but we, we got an Illinois game, which we, we have finished, and Michigan won 79-69. to All right, thank you very much, Evan. We'll be checking in with you a little bit later in the program. Fasteners Etc. postgame show continues. Phone lines wide open, text lines wide open. Get your thoughts in on the Illini lost to Michigan, as you just heard Evan say there, the final 79-69. to Back after this. Out top, Kipper Nichols. Back to Frazier. Frazier at the top of the key. And 
Rosdick is on him. Now Frazier step back three, and he got it. Trent Frazier, who talked to the media yesterday and said he was lacking some confidence, but he showed some confidence there. Trent Frazier finishes in double figures tonight, 13 points on 5 of 10 shooting from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Did have 6 turnovers, but as you heard Brian mention there, and, and this was brought up by Trent unprompted in the media scrum yesterday. He basically kind of opened up to the media and said, I'm in my own head, I'm kind of in a funk right now, and uh, I know Brad has talked to me about it. I'm speaking in the first person as Trent here. Uh, Brad has talked to me about it, and I need to put it upon myself to break out of the funk. And I don't think we saw the Trent Frazier of old tonight. Again, just 13 points. I think he's certainly capable of a lot more, but I think is a step in the right direction for Trent Frazier. The final tonight, Michigan 79, Illinois 69, Illinois 4-12 and 12 overall, 0-5 in the Big Ten. The last time, by the way, Illinois finished a season, an entire season with just single-digit overall wins. How about Gene Bartow? 1975, Illinois goes 8-18. and 18, And Bartow exits after one year to be the heir apparent to John Wooden at UCLA. Lou Henson comes to Illinois after that, and brighter times were ahead. But uh, got a feeling that that, uh, that mark is going to be broken. I don't see six more wins for the Illini on the schedule this season. Still uh, plenty of time to hear from you on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. 356 is the PNC Bank fan line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, use the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. A little later in the game, we will have our uh, defining uh, moment of the game by Pekin Insurance, and we will also have our keys to the game. Back to the text line. John in Camargo says, why do you need to stay impartial on press row? Well, it's called having ethics, and I'll just leave it at that. Bruce in Houston says, we play with fire like this tonight. We beat Northwestern, Notre Dame, Florida Atlantic, and probably Missouri. I agree with you there. I like the fight in Iowa. Bruce continues. Uh, he's going to be special. Hope we keep him around more than two years. Yeah, certainly talk that Iowa might not be a four-year player, uh, purely because of his talent. He may get some uh, attention from the next level. We go back to the phones. This is David in Tolono. Hello, David. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to, to call and, and compliment the guy's effort tonight. I thought, I thought the team played hard. I think uh, the last three games, even though we haven't won, we've gotten better and better and better, and particularly defensively. And I think Io, a freshman, uh, to my surprise, is leading the way. Uh, I think that's a credit to him, but I think that also speaks volumes to how poorly Kipper is playing. I don't know why he's starting. I don't know why he has any minutes. Uh, he, he is such a defensive liability, his lack of effort, but I'm not going to let that dissuade me. They played hard tonight. Uh, hopefully it gives them some encouragement. I think they are on the upswing. Now what that's going to translate into wins and losses, probably not very much, but they are improving. The locker room, they don't seem to be pouting. Their body language was pretty decent. They kept fighting to the end, and uh, so I, I think all of that is, is positives, and I think Coach Underwood's moving in the right direction. I think the team's moving in the right direction. I just don't think it's going to be reflected, unfortunately, in wins and losses this year, but according to next year, we're going to have two five-stars on the, on the court. You got Io this year. You'll get Kofi next year. You put him with, you know, the, the future is what I'm saying is the future is bright. I think it's, it, it is coming together, but they're young. And if they had LeBron Black on this team, I think you'd see a whole heck of a lot different. 
but because uh, I don't think the coaches anticipated him leaving anyway. But I, I, I was encouraged, and I wanted to call because sometimes I call and, and maybe sound like I'm putting a hammer down on them. But they were competitive tonight. They didn't let a 12-point lead turn into a 30-point blowout. So that's nice to see. And I think they are learning. They are getting better. And I was encouraged, and I, I wish the boys uh, the best. Uh, but Kipper, bless his heart, he uh, Raftery said it well during the game. He said he has been absent most of the season. And I would phrase that by saying he's been absent all season. And I don't know why. I, the, I, I feel for him, but I, I, I don't know why. But anyway, I like your show. I wish you all nothing the best, but the best. I wish Illinois the players nothing but the best and Coach Underwood. And uh, I'm going to be a fan through thick and thin, but uh, I praise them when, when they deserve it, and I'm going to bust them when they, when they don't. But uh, I'm happy with their fight tonight, and they are getting better. It's just not going to be reflected, unfortunately, in wins and losses. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. Good stuff, David. Appreciate you calling from down in Rocket Country in Tolono. Kipper Nichols tonight, nine points on four of ten shooting. He did make one three-pointer, uh, four rebounds, four assists, one turnover, one block, one steal. His plus-minus was minus ten. Uh, we've talked a lot about Kipper on this show. You know, he he has been kind of a streaky uh, a player this season. I, I think David's uh, on the money there. Um, and the word, really, that has, can be applied to this whole team is consistency. You don't really know what Kipper Nichols you're, uh, you're going to get night in, night out. You don't really know what Illini team you're going to get night in, night out. Are you going to get the Illini team that pushes Gonzaga, which uh, at one point was you know the number one team uh, in the country, uh, they may still be. Um, either way, they're a very good team. Pushes Gonzaga to the limit, only loses to Michigan by 10 and doesn't get run out the gym, or are you going to get the team that completely wilts uh, against a team like a Florida Atlantic? Uh, this team has some raw talent. They just don't know how to play with each other yet. And I think David is correct that give it time. I think there is the potential uh, for this team to be pretty decent. All that to say, and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face before someone accuses me of being a homer, go back and listen to the first post-game show we did after the first game of the season against Evansville. And the phrase that I used was, temper your expectations. This is not going to be a good season, and that still stands today. Illinois is not going to get to double-digit wins this season. The cohesiveness is just not there, but there's the potential for it to be there in future seasons. Will it be an NCAA tournament team next year? In my opinion, probably not. The year after that, maybe. We'll see. Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Sharon says, hooray! We didn't have a shot clock violation tonight, and we forced Michigan to have two much better guys. Thank you, and go Illini. Yeah, that was something that was talked about a lot after the Indiana game, I think Illinois had six shot clock violations in that game. And a lot of people after the Indiana game, and for that matter, after the Northwestern game, uh, talking about whose responsibility is it to let the guy who has the ball know that the shot clock is winding down? Is it his teammates on the court? Is it the coaches? Is it the players on the bench? I think Michael Kaiser and I kind of came to the consensus that it's the players on the court. But I will note this. On a couple of possessions tonight when the shot clock was winding down under five, I watched the bench. And not a player, not a coach, 
said a whole lot of anything. Now, you can make the argument, well, how much good is that going to do in an arena with 10,000 fans? Are they really going to be able to hear it? Okay, I get that. But if I'm a vocal guy like Georgie B, I'm going five, four, three, two, one at the top of my lungs. And I don't mean to pick on Georgie. I just threw his name out because he's a vocal guy. Five, four, three, two, one at the top of my lungs to let my guys on the court know, hey, you need to figure it out and you need to shoot. 217 Texter says, lost by 10 to the number two team, and you are happy. Do you think they, why, really thought it was more than? I'll let that grammar speak for itself. Slick Rick and Clark in the 815, excited about what Io has to offer and really fun to watch him grow in the Big Ten season. Curious of uh, when Georgie is having a bad night, why we don't use our other big men in Samba. Uh, Slick Rick and Clark go on to say, keep at it, boys. Better times to come. Yeah, Samba Kane did not play today. Uh, Brad Underwood speaking to the media at this hour. Michael Kaiser is there. Maybe when he gets back, we can get a report uh, on if Brad Underwood uh, touched on that post game. There was one other game this season that I don't remember exactly what it was that Samba Kane also did not play. And Brad Underwood said uh, afterwards uh, it was part matchups in that particular with that particular opponent and just part confidence in Samba. And so uh, that's partially on Samba to become a better player. But I think he has a ton of upside. I said at the beginning of the season that uh, he was destined to be Illinois' uh, starting center. I think Georgie B has been an incredible diamond in the rough, and uh, he's he's been playing really well. But I really like to uh, see Samba get some more minutes. Georgie tonight, by the way, one of three Illini players in double figures with uh, 15 points. Io had 23. Trent had 13. Adonis De La Rosa uh, played just seven minutes tonight. He had just two points. His plus-minus was minus one. Uh, Anthony Higgs, uh, I'm pretty much to the point where I don't expect uh, to see him this season. Uh, that's just part because he's dealing with the injury, and that's just part He's really not fitting into the plans. Uh, nothing against him as a player, but uh, I think uh, it's on to next season for him. Terry and Champagne says, I see this as a two-person team. I'm guessing she's referring to Trent and Io. Who do you see or say needs to be that third person? Well, we talked about Kipper Nichols with, uh, with uh, the caller earlier, and I definitely think uh, he has some room to step up. You know, Georgie's been playing well this season. Aaron Jordan was pretty silent tonight, just three points in 19 minutes. Other than that, I'd like to know what you guys think. Who would you like to see step up for this Illini team? 3569397 is the PNC Bank fan line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. On Twitter, use the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. All right, it's time now for our defining moment of the game brought to you by Pekin Insurance, providing all of Illinois with beyond-the-expected coverage and service. To find a Pekin agent near you, visit PekinInsurance.com. Well, we heard a little offense from Io Desumu, and let's get a defensive highlight in here. Out top to Dosumu. Down low. Nobody looking for the pass. Threw it away. Stolen. Michigan with a layup at the other oh, end. Blocked by Dosumu. Blocked out of there. Michigan retrieves it, and that gets the crowd on its feet. Dosumu never gave up on the play. Blocked it from behind. Io had a couple of those highlight reel come from behind blocks tonight. Got the crowd to their feet. Crowd uh, 
pretty good tonight in the 10, 11,000 range, and a good sampling of Michigan fans there. But uh, if you want to hang your hat on one thing tonight, hang it on Io Desumu, the freshman. That is our defining uh, moment of the game brought to you by Pekin Insurance. We'll take this time out and be back with more. The final tonight, Michigan 79, Illinois 69. And all over him is Jordan Poole. Now to Georgie B against Davis. Drives into the lane. Baby Hook is good. Vishanishvili with six. Yeah, Michigan, once Georgie gets the ball, they're not collapsing, so he's got room to operate in the paint area. Now see, Georgie, that's what we want to see. More of those, less threes. Georgie B finishing with 15 points tonight, 6 of 11 shooting. Illinois falls to number two, Michigan, 79-69. Michigan, I believe, if I remember hearing this stat, is 29-1 in their last 30. And that one loss was only the national championship game. By the way, they avenged that loss this year to Villanova. Also beat UNC this year, who won the title the year prior. To use a Brad Underwood term, and this is going to sound cliche, you might groan, Michigan looks elite. I think they are primed uh, to make a deep run. All right, we're talking Michigan and Illinois and it's the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Tim Dittman, Evan Kahn with you here in our game day studios. PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357 on Twitter. PNC Bank Illini, we're streaming at WDWS.com, and that's how Mark has us tuned in all the way down in the Sunshine State. Mark, what's on your mind? Um, what's on my mind is um, I would agree um, that the team is getting better. I can tell they're getting better all the time. But um, the second half, they went away from what worked in the first half. They uh, didn't attack the rim as much as they did in the first half. Uh, And you can just about set your watch by the 10 to 8-minute mark of every second half. We start getting sloppy. We start taking bad shots. We start turning it over. We lose our man on defense. And I want to piggyback on what David had to say. I don't know why Kipper plays at all. He's horrible on defense. And not only is he horrible himself, but when he's in, he hurts the entire team defense. Because when guys switch, then they get beat. Kipper is killing this team on defense, I'm telling you. Right now, watch every game, and he is brutal. All right, Mark, thanks for your comments. Appreciate you tuning in down in Florida. Uh, We already talked about uh, Kipper Nichols earlier in the broadcast, so I don't want to belabor that point other than to say, yeah, he is a streaky player, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Mark did mention some of the sloppy ball handling by the Illini in the second half tonight, and that is something I wrote down in my notes. And good timing here because the 618 texter Alex in Springfield says, when will we learn handoffs are for football? How many times do we turn the ball over trying to make a handoff? Yep, saw a lot of that tonight. Uh, not all of it was the pinch post, which Brad Underwood likes to deploy, but uh, the handoffs in the high post area um, leading to a lot of turnovers. Illinois tonight finishing with 14 turnovers. Michigan also had 14 in their last game against Indiana, I believe they only had three. So that's a little uncharacteristic for them. But, yep, ball handling uh, definitely is something uh, that I noticed tonight. All right, it's time now for our keys to the game. These are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank for modern banking solutions from the bank and bankers you know and trust. Hickory Point Bank invested. They're conveniently located in downtown Champaign. Also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance. 
Uh, just a couple of other news and notes and items that I had circled in the box score. Michigan, not a good free throw shooting team. They were about 65% coming into this one. They shot 82% from the line tonight, 18 of 22. So that certainly helped. They shot 45% as well from the field, 5 of 19 from 3, 26%. I think you'll take those numbers if you're Coach Beeline. And all five starters finished in double figures. Also uh, tonight for Michigan, Isaiah Livers, their sophomore six-man off the bench. He was questionable tonight, had missed the previous two games with back spasms. Uh, he played tonight, only had nine points, but his plus-minus was 11, plus 11 in 23 minutes. So I really thought uh, he was a big X factor for Michigan tonight. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Loman Ray Insurance. We're back to wrap it up after this. Not get matched up in transition. It was the start of the second half. We, you know, we, we turned it over three of our first uh, five possessions, I think, and don't get quality shots. And it's our inconsistency on the offensive end when we go a little quick. We started the game that way, and uh, you know, you dig yourself a hole of 11 to two against uh, the number two team in the country, and it's 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 uphill all night, and that's uh, that's frustrating. Brad Underwood pretty much summing up everything that went wrong tonight. Michigan wins at 79-69. The Wolverines unbeaten 16-0. Illinois still stuck on four wins for the season, 4-12, 0-5 in conference play. Wrapping it up here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Illinois has nearly a week off, six days. I know I'm thankful for that just to get a break. Minnesota comes to town on the 16th, so that is next Wednesday. It is an 8 p.m. start on BTN. Our game day coverage will start at 6.30 here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Scott Beatty will be back, by the way, in case you're waiting on bated breath. Uh, Minnesota on the season, 12-3, and 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. Their Big Ten wins this year have come on the road at Wisconsin. Not many people win there. 59-52 to was that final. Also got a win at home against Nebraska, 85-78. to Losses uh, in the Big Ten this year at Ohio State by 20, 79-59. And their most recent outing was a loss at home against Maryland, 82-67. to Only other loss on the year is at Boston College. Back around Thanksgiving, that was a 68-56 loss. Minnesota does have one more game before they come to Illinois. They host Rutgers on the 12th, so that is two days from now. And uh, that would be, what, a Saturday matchup? Yep, as I look here at the time, 12.30 p.m. So uh, tune in to that one on Saturday if you want a preview. Uh, without knowing a ton about Minnesota... I think they are a beatable team, but they are playing very well this year, as their record suggests. Uh, I was not the biggest fan when the AD got rid of Tubby Smith. I know that's ancient history, but that's just me clinging to the past. Uh, but I think Patino is doing a pretty good job up there. He's got a lot of enthusiasm, and being at home will help Illinois. But again, uh, winnable game, but I think it's going to be a big-time uphill battle. Either way, we will be back with you for the Fasteners, etc. post-game show after that one and after 
all Illini games. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you to Evan Kahn behind the scenes, and thanks to Scott Beatty, who's usually in this chair. Didn't get a chance to get to Michael Kaiser tonight, but you'll hear from him plenty down the road. Everyone else here at News Gazette Media who helps make these broadcasts a success and plenty of coverage coming in tomorrow's News Gazette and also at IlliniHQ.com. Once again, your final, Michigan 79, Illinois 69. Have a great evening. Be safe this weekend with the snow, and we will be back next week for more Fighting Illini basketball. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.